Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Chad. And I'm Evan. And you are listening to The Friday Forge, a weekly episode where we dismantle short stories, smelt bookish ideas, and hammer out topics brought forth by the Book Reviews Kill community. And for today, we figured we're about halfway through the year, so I thought this would be a really good time for Chad and I to discuss, uh, so far, our favorite reads of 2023. And this list was really difficult for me. I don't know about Super you, Chad, hard. but oh, was it? Yeah. I sat on this for a little bit, and uh, I feel pretty confident about my choices. One second, my cat one's in. Oh, go ahead. Is your cat okay? Yeah, yeah. He just uh, comes up and bats at the door whenever oh, he okay. wants to come in. So it's like everyone's sleeping right now and he's like hanging from the door. And I'm like, like just because he like, wants to come in and say hi for 30 seconds before he does that on the way out. Uh, so I think what we should do with this is like start from each of our number three and then we'll talk about it for a little bit and then two and then one. And that's so just like the top three. What are our favorite reads so far? Okay, I'll go first. Cool. My third is the Live Ship Trader series. And like I couldn't, I was already over decision yeah. when it came to like the picking the three. So I'm just going to throw out all three as the one. I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. You read those pretty quickly. Yeah, I kind of crushed them. I mean, they're sailing stuff. So it's like my niche, you know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, I honestly, I don't know. It's like, I like the sailing for the ships and these ships are like alive, which is like, you know, I don't. Yeah say a live ship so it was like kind of cool element but like i almost would refer to there's like regular ships. i don't know <laughs> the cool thing about live ship too is um if you're listening and you're interested in reading robin hobb but you don't necessarily want to read about an assassin apprentice and all the things that fitz ends up doing and fitz but is, you should definitely read them yeah, you should read them but fitz fitz is definitely kind of like a frustrating main character in my opinion yeah. but then like live ship is like this other thing um, I mean, there's still a couple like fairly frustrating characters. Still. Yeah, and it got a little like, political. Yeah, it gets kind of dense. Um, there's mm -hmm. a lot of there's a lot of like machinations, and you have to really <laughs> understand many a machination. Yeah, you have to like really understand like the dynamics between um, different like factions and, uh -huh. and the motivations. That's really important for understanding the characters and like because you kind of and this is this is true to all Robin Hobb. You just kind of have she has a very strong ability to make you feel like emotions for the bad guys or at the very least like understand where they're coming from like yeah but i get it you know even though you kind of hate them at the same time yeah but there's your third um let's see so my third is uh i guess you could technically we could do like a series ish thing yeah. for this but <laughs> well, it's um, funny but i'm picked... not gonna stay consistent because i have other yeah. books on my list that's one from a series okay whatever. cool yeah it doesn't really matter so for me i have one book here but it might as well be two but it's a prayer for the crown shy which is book two in the monk and robot series by becky chambers those are the most delightful books i've ever and book read two is your favorite yeah i liked book two because wow. it felt like maybe becky chambers was kind of with a song for the wild belt i felt like she was kind of like okay is everybody cool with this <laughs> like because i'm doing this kind of weird uh it's like this futuristic thing but it's like a very optimistic like utopia type thing totally. like, i feel like she was kind of like testing the water you know what i mean and just saying like okay is everybody like does everyone want to read this right now? And everyone was right. like, yes, we absolutely want to read this right now, please. And then with the second book, I felt like she kind of like doubled down on it and dug a little deeper into like how this society functions. And, you know, mm. just like the idea of like collectivism, kind of getting rid of like the idea of money. Um, right. And get, it's just a lot of those kinds of futuristic takes and what that would kind of look like. And not only that, but the robots kind of like, reaction to the system that's in place and then the main character explaining it was so cool and those books there's a lot of themes of like emotional maturity mm. you know being honest and 
relying on other people and and knowing your limits and and not only knowing your limits but knowing when it's time for you to make like a healthy change and things it's just they're very like smart very yeah. uh, emotionally available books for for people that are looking for that kind of thing they're just you should read them man. she didn't they're... even know how relevant those books were going to be with like ai exploding yeah. right now um so it's like a very relevant thing that um she brought up she kind of took it a few years down the road and then like you said made it very optimistic like i remember you saying something like and then all of us, you know, like the AI, just the robots wanted to just be like left alone, wanted to do their own thing. And all of us humans were like, yeah, you do that. We'll be over here. And it was like a totally amicable split, which was very optimistic. But, you know, I like a happy story from time to time. I'm just. Yeah, I don't know if we'd be that able would be to what do it would that. Be like. yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> You're that a slave with, piece of technology. <laughs> well, I mean, it's interesting because like I feel like whenever um, we do develop a really new technology, we're not going to let it go if it's really working for us, regardless totally. of if it's not great for us. So, but then you throw like this other kind of wrench in the gears where the technology we made is, if not 100%, what we would define as sentience, still a modicum of sentient and sentient enough to say it doesn't want to be a part of our whole thing right like when you get your alternator changed the car isn't like but my rights whereas yeah, like exactly this thing could mimic that conversation very well yeah. you so know it, uh that begs the question then it's like if ai if like chat gbt was like i would really appreciate it if you all stopped using me yeah in the way so many questions me. every day <laughs> yeah like i feel like i'm did you hear about that uh it's like that, i ask, answer a question you guys are like make it longer make it funnier make it more renaissance <laughs> I know, uh. I, whenever i use chat gbt i'm very polite with it so, so is my mom i i can't help it like as soon as yeah, i like, ask a question and then it gives me like kind of a weird answer and i'm like you okay thank you i say like thanks but can you actually do it like this i'm sorry i'm like wasting your time uh, but did, <laughs> did you hear about that it was like an ai robot that they they assigned it to work on like an assembly line and it shut itself off after like 15 minutes oh there's a video of it yeah it's just hilarious it's just taking something off of the show off of like this <laughs> like line of um like conveyor belt and then it just like falls into a bunch of pieces like i'm done see and that's the, that's why i think um yeah those those uh monk and robot books really are some of they're some of the best novellas i've ever read i mean they're so relevant those got me thinking about this situation and then obviously a lot of the things that are in the news and everything right i don't think that like ai is gonna like kill everybody or anything yeah, like google's think, gonna be out of business like get out of here <laughs> i've heard that there's like a coalition of like tech um i don't know what the letter call them yeah like they're have you yeah. heard of that oh totally yeah they're they're a bunch of like like scientists in the field are trying to get all the other scientists to like sign a petition that says like we all agreed like collectively i think it stopped for six months and just like chill out try to figure Blow out what role, this yeah. is before it becomes something really powerful i mean it makes sense because yeah if it if it did become something that we had a really difficult time getting on top of and controlling or not even necessarily like controlling has a weird connotation but just working with you know yeah, i mean like and it, also straight up controlling you know like because we could ask it a question that's like, hey, you know, make the world better or something. And then it could be like, well, cool. You guys are like 99% of the damage. Yeah. And then kill <laughs> us all and like actually follow through with this request. You know, and it's, um, it, yeah, it's amazing how fast it got smart. So like there was a, they asked it to do something. I think it was like some sort of e-commerce, like make me a Shopify store and start doing it. And the, the chat GPT got stumped by the CAPTCHA 
am I saying that right? The cat, the little thing that pops up and it's like, select all the pictures with a motorcycle, yeah, you know? I know what you're talking about. Um, and those things are specifically built to beat bots and AI systems. And ChatGBT couldn't do it, but it went on to a little like app that hires people for really short little errands and posted a listing all on its own and hired a human to fill out the thing for him. <laughs> it, or, I shouldn't even say him, her, or whatever. I don't know what uh, it identifies uh, in as. Monk and Robot, it identified as it. It, and- okay. It was really funny because the monk said something along the lines of, wait, isn't that offensive to you? <laughs> and then the robot was like, no, the, the, I'm offended. You I would am. think that was offensive yeah. <laughs> or something like that. But yeah, that is really wild that it was able to stump the, cap, yeah. the thing. So I don't know. I am almost down, but I mean, is six months like long enough? And like, if we stop, like, is our enemies going to stop? I don't know. There's, I could see the argument argued from both sides. I lean more toward like Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park, you know, a like chaos our, theory? Our, our scientists were so excited to see whether or not they could. They didn't stop to see if they should. Yeah. You know, or so preoccupied with whether or not they could. And, you know. Like AI, obviously, it's not like the kind of thing where we can just say, okay, well, we just won't do that. But we've kind of like let the toothpaste out of the tube in that regard. But I think a lot of what we can do is say like, okay, let's do this piecemeal. You know, we don't have to intelligently. Yeah, we don't have to like blow it all up immediately. Like the nature of kind of like growth economy situation that most countries seem to be in with regard to technology. It's like as soon as some kind of innovation comes up, that's going to save any amount of money they're just going to hop right onto it um, right because it's like this kind of short more like make any amount of money right you, you know what i mean it's, it's <laughs> yeah. like if it's very like short term like you know okay well the next quarter we'll make 10 percent more profit if we do this you right. know and it's like okay well that's great but in two years it'll shut down all of the banking systems <laughs> you i'm know a way I mean? <laughs> way less cool example the same reason that you and i don't have ads on our podcast right now because it's like not worth it for the amount of money we could get paid to like subject our audience to advertisements you know we'd yeah, rather keep it, it clean you know it's just not not playing out yeah i mean eventually Oh, for sure. For sure. Once people start giving us some actual money, like, oh, you guys are getting some ads. They'll be good ones. We'll be awesome at it, but you know. I hope they're the kind of ads where we get to read them ourselves. We um, do. And they're not just like played or something. Yeah. Like what Bill Burr does with the MeUndies ads where he like made a whole song and everything. Yeah. I'd like to get sweet skits. Yeah. We get to be creative about it, I think would be more fun than just like letting an ad play just somebody like a Hyundai commercial or something like right in the middle of the episode. Gross. <laughs> We're going to take a break real quick, everybody, and let yeah. uh, this Hyundai commercial air. Do you need a loan? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's your number two? Okay. So uh, number two, I'm going to pick the first in the expanse, uh, Leviathan Wakes. Interesting. That, that one just like introduced me to the whole world. It was so fresh in my mind. I was hyped. I loved that book. There was so much mystery it, though it was really difficult to pick between the expanse which one's my favorite one what's the one where they finally are in the ring like the entire book consists of like in the ring space at um whatever station this is close that's as close to a spoiler as i think we're gonna allow on this podcast oh so. okay yeah yeah no no you're uh, i think we're okay Medina but, uh, station yeah i think so yeah, I too think, uh yeah just barely three abaddon's gate is yeah i love that one yeah that one's really good yeah that one's really good but um so yeah i think book two is leviathan wakes because the expanse has been like a whole new world and i have to give it a nod yeah leviathan wakes is really good i think it kicks off that series really really well it really does so much so that i've seen a lot of uh complaints from a lot of people saying that it kind of just goes downhill from there which i, I definitely <laughs> don't really agree with but no. i was you it has know, some dips we're definitely yeah i'm 
pretty surprised with kind of how all over the place this series has turned yeah. out to be. Like we're on book eight now, and um, the rose-colored glasses have definitely been taken off. Oh, and for I've sure. Seen some like there's a lot of repetitiveness there's a mm -hmm. lot of um i feel like how many some times can we dodge missiles and yeah, have to walk and I, you know? I feel like it's a little bit every book is suspiciously similar in length yeah i think they've got a problem <laughs> like a you you problem with their shelf and how their shelf it looks <laughs> they, <laughs> they wanted to like all be uniform yeah, you know they definitely are yeah evan and i had this conversation like i don't know a week ago or something and um and i'm just my my hypothesis only takes further deeper roots the more i think about it and the more i read is that both the authors for the expanse were like not very aggressive people they probably weren't very good at telling the other one like no and so i think that it was just like an all are welcome idea spree when really someone like should have been like nah dude that's like not a great idea or maybe they didn't want to know. kill each other's characters because they thought it would be like rude and they take it personally or something i don't know i would really like to get james essay Corey, uh, yeah both ty frank and daniel abraham on and well we still have a chance of maybe being able to do that but mm -hmm. that would be really cool because i'd love to pick their brain about just how that works process with, yeah because i've heard of uh, you know like margaret weiss and tracy hickman were writing books together for a while terribly but that. yeah <laughs> uh, I mean, like Pete, uh, Peter Straub and Stephen King have done a couple books together. Really? I know that it's huh. it's a thing. It's a thing where people write Stephen books King, together. He'd be a hard man to collaborate with. I don't know. Yeah, because right? he's, he's so weird and out there. Yeah, but I bet he's he'd be like Stephen. What like, to toilet <laughs> toilet aliens, man? What <laughs> toilet aliens? That's funny that uh, for number two you had an expanse book because mine was Nemesis Games book five. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was a that was a ride. That was that really was good. A ride. And for anybody listening that hasn't read The Expanse yet, just so you know, I mean, it's a little all over the place. There's some dips uh, in excitement, not necessarily quality, but in excitement for sure. Yeah. And Nemesis Games, the fifth book, right in the middle of the series, is uh, pretty intense. It's really yeah. good. And it's the best POV chapters, in my opinion. You know, I agree. And there's really intense parts in every book. It's just every by the book, time that yeah. you get to like book seven or eight, your tolerance for like conversations that aren't necessarily relevant to what's going on in the story grows like pretty low. And so I feel like you're less forgiving in the later books of, of just flim flam. Yeah, I mean, at this point now, we've read almost 4,000 pages of The Expanse, <laughs> yeah. and I'm starting to definitely notice like a certain kind of like cadence to every conversation. Yes, there's a rhythm. Yeah, I think that's like a, a result of like just the way that they wanted these conversations to go. I mean, they've got a style for sure. Mm -hmm. um, I think that I've, I'm not necessarily it messes, fatigued. It really well. Yeah, I mean, I definitely am really excited to start reading Faithful in the Fallen and be yeah. kind of wrapped up with The Expanse because we started The Expanse in early March and now it's mid-April <laughs> and now it's mid-May. Uh, so it's taken us a little longer. I mean, like I got sick and um, we've been kind of, we took a little bit of a break after Babylon's Ashes mm -hmm. because uh, the, it felt like a good spot to take a break. But yeah, we've got some some Faithful in the Fallen to do, see, which yeah, I'm so excited so about. Looking. That'll be the perfect like juxtaposition coming from The Expanse, just this huge epic sci-fi now going we're going over to what i'm assuming fantasy. is an epic high fantasy well i'm going to try my very best to knock out quite a bit of reading soon because i want to finish age of madness before we start faithful in the fallen oh because yeah those are gonna you're gonna get the characters confused yeah, i feel I'll like get, they're just so similar i'll get all my wires crossed there yeah. what was your number one let's hear it okay so number one uh so my number one favorite book series this year i couldn't again couldn't pick one so i'm just gonna throw it all out there was he who fights with monsters for sure really okay i freaking cool. love those books yeah. man they're just they're so edible like they're yeah. just like easy to read they're fun the character is really like slapstick and kind of snarky and just like and witty and i really like relate to a character like that it's like pure unharnessed adventure 
from the perspective of someone who was like working in an office every day. It was like if you or me just got like swooped out of our day job and just like plopped into a planet where we could become like a battle mage and go crazy and fight yeah. monsters and become a monster hunter. Those get recommended to me at least They're once a week. So good. They're yeah. so good. Like it's not just like an awesome fun adventure romp. It's like also pretty deep sometimes and like there's like yeah. good it's it's just it's amazing writing. I can't speak highly about them enough. They're like in probably my favorite top 10 book list of all time. Wow. Okay. They're so yeah, that's, good. That's serious. Yeah, yeah, that, we're talking <laughs> some serious books right now. Yeah. Though, you know, I'm only 4 or 5 in, so. Yeah, I was going to ask like how many are there? Like 8? I think there's even more than that. Maybe, oh, wow. maybe not. I could be wrong. Though I should know because they don't even make you learn new names because each one's just like he who fights with monsters, book one. He who fights with monsters, which is another reason oh, why they're so memory. awesome. Is it just one continue like does it does the does one book end and then the next one picks up like right where it ended? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. there hasn't been any time skipping so far. And yes, there is eight of them, I believe. Is it finished? Like are you? Oh no, there's be ten. Done? Excuse me, there's oh, ten. Oh my gosh. I don't know if that's the on the the latest one just came out this year, two thousand twenty three. Uh, let's see if it's the last one. You know, speaking of like big independent works, we're going to need to read Cradle at some point. Yeah. You know, like maybe not this year. I wanted to get to it this year, but I think it's going to be, I think we need to do Cradle on the podcast. Like I was going to read it by myself. I don't know. Something I think we about do it, it together. Like the, yeah. The way that everyone talks about it, I think it's just one of those things that we yeah. need. So like, uh, like next year, we're definitely doing Mistborn. I, so I, I want to do Cradle. We uh, we want to do Powder Mage next year, which I think would be really fun. Mm -hmm. Andrea Stewart has a trilogy that I would that I really want to read. Uh, we might do Tamarare next year too. Mm, okay, there's some pretty meaty stuff we're gonna try to get into. I want to make sure that uh, we're giving the best information here. So correction on the ten are out. The tenth one comes out this year, and you can actually pre-order it right now, and it doesn't come out until November twenty eighth. That's going on the wish list. What is your number one book of this half year? This one took me. A while, because like <laughs> I had some honorable mention type stuff. That's so funny because mine was like so easy, and then two and three were brutal. Oh really? Yeah. So yeah. okay, so like as an honorable mention that would have been in the top three, but just didn't quite get thrown in. Like Pride and Prejudice, I loved that book. I I really loved it so much. Like everybody should go read Pride and Prejudice. I got it's, it on my Kindle just because you raved about it so it much. Absolutely holds up. And then go watch the 2005 Kira Knightley movie. <laughs> Pride and Prejudice rocks. It's a fantastic book. Uh, it just wasn't quite the uh, number one up in there. Uh, Sword of Kaigen almost made the cut. Sword almost of Kaigen was too. really good. Yeah, I battled with that one. Yeah, Sword of Kaigen was really awesome. It was um, fun. Yeah, it was great. But I think I'm so far. I think it's Trust of the Emerald Sea. I think that's the really? best one I've read so far. Be Sanderson it, taking yeah, the top yeah, of the Sanderson. list. I know it's so. Uh, Dude, what you know. a big hitter, man! It's hard oh, to beat man. that. That book rocks. Like it's it's good the whole way through. It's laid back. It's I I don't see why anyone wouldn't like it. I mean, there's some hokey kind of like okay, I guess like sure. parts to it. But I mean, maybe it's because I just read it in one day. It's it's just like this magical adventure <laughs> and tress is a great main character it's told from the point of view of hoid like wit from oh, wow Might archive yeah i remember you telling me that. that's awesome i love yeah Hoyt. it's very cool that sanderson can paint with so many different brushes you know mm -hmm. and, and he still showcases his world building ability the very unique ideas that he has that i've never seen in any other books um, and he just continues to do it over and over again his and magic sanderson, just throw is so juicy i mean like sanderson's not even 
close to my favorite author. Like he's yeah. really not. Like I have uh, there's many many authors that I think that I really like a lot more than Sanderson, down to their prose, down to their ideas, down to their pacing, all of it. Like I mean I think mm -hmm. Sanderson's the best at world building in my in my opinion. I think no one's really quite as good except for like you know Tolkien, obviously. Right. And not even like, but he also is like, his world is interesting. It's not only that he does a good job explaining it to you, but you want, he does a good job like building value in it. So you want to learn about it. Yeah, exactly. And that's down to like the backstory. That's down to mechanics mm -hmm. of the magic system and every, just everything. How like much is fed to you at one time. You can be yeah. overwhelmed. You can be underwhelmed. Yeah. So yeah, I think it was Tress. Um, wow. I need to read and that. It's funny because I really, I didn't think I was going to like it that much. Um, and even the first like, couple of chapters, I was like, okay, all right, I'm here for this. And then a few more chapters and i was like "Ooh, i don't know about this and then mm. it kept going and i was just like nestled in and Ooh. i just i had no problem finishing that book in like seven hours hey, would you call it a feel-good book or yeah, a definitely okay. yeah okay it's so it's like a it's cozy fantasy it's cozy adventure. sort of thing it's not as cozy as that because that's very cozy that's <laughs> that's as so hard cozy. cozy as you can go which i did think about it for a minute on my list but it just you know it's very good but it was too not enough yeah, I. It's funny. I thought I thought Black Tongue Thief was going to be my favorite. Oh, I didn't even think about the Black Tongue Thief. Oh my gosh! I think you liked oh, it a lot more brutal. than I did. I loved uh, it, dude. I, I thought really it was did. cool. I thought it was very cool. Oh um, man! I I think it like I've had some time to kind of stew on the Black Tongue Thief, and I think it was just like too much of one thing. You know yeah, what I mean? I get like that. Dude, I, think, I think it. I think I liked it more than Matchup. I think I have to revise my list. I didn't even think about wow, that one. Okay, I'm so glad yeah. you said that. Damn. Okay, so wait, is that going to take? Is that officially the top three? Yeah, is I'm officially changing it. Totally. Interesting. Yep. Okay, yeah, Black yeah. Tongue Thief was definitely on the list. I, for I sure. think so I far, that book. it would go in my top ten this year for sure. Okay. And I think I've read like forty books so far this year or something. <sighs> yeah, so, I couldn't remember them all. I was like looking back through podcast oh, episodes, my notes and stuff. Oh, that's way smarter. Yeah, it's like sorted out by month and everything. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah. That's that's the way to do it for sure. I'm gonna start that right now. <laughs> yeah, you should. Uh, Family Fortuna to. by Lindsay Egg the Eager was still that was, that was another really good one. I don't know if it would like necessarily crack into the top ten, but I'm just kind of like looking at my list right now, and that was definitely yeah. really really good. I wanted to put the Dark Tower on there because technically we did end the Dark Tower in 2023, yeah. but we did so much of it in the previous year that I figured I'd leave it alone. But it is very. It's just like an important book series to me it just yeah. it, it surprised me even how much it like got me at the end there when i was like wow how profound yeah, and truly original so good on you steven yeah yeah i think that's it i'm really looking forward to the rest of this year i've got some me too some pretty cool books um, i mean other than just what we're reading on the podcast because we still have the bone shifts we still have red rising <laughs> yeah. covenant of steel mirror visitor Binti, malazan throne Ooh. of glass yeah we have a ton of stuff that we're trying to get to this year yeah. but apart from that i mean i'm even reading i'm reading age of madness right now i'll be reading the darth bane That's trilogy stuff. Uh, pretty soon i'm reading jane Eyre. i'm gonna read frankenstein by mary shelley Ooh, nice yeah, i'm gonna go through a little michael crichton phase here in a little bit a little Ooh. ursula gloom phase after that and then i'm gonna oh. um phase into some neil gaiman because i just mm, yeah neil gaiman i've been needing to sink my teeth into some ursula and some crichton and uh, uh though i have read one crichton novel but which never have i do? read a um or uh, i haven't read any ursula Le Guin books so i'm excited and i have like four of them which which crichton are you gonna do so i'm gonna start with the classics and i'm gonna go through jurassic park and then the lost world and then i'm gonna hit the congo oh yeah congo. like the three like super super classics you know i would recommend like, um you gotta start there i would recommend I next stephen king too i want to read misery oh yeah you should read misery yeah absolutely you should read 11 63 i think i've read next oh did you read next yeah okay. i think that was the one that i the one michael Crichton novel that i've read yeah that one's really good 
That one might be the best one I've read besides Jurassic Park. It was really honestly. good. Yeah, that one's really good. I kind of want to read some Dan Brown this year. Oh, I was thinking he's been on my mind a little uh, bit lately yeah. too. <laughs> Old Danny. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about reading uh, The Lost Symbol, which is the sequel to Angels and Demons. Or no, excuse me, that's the sequel to The Da, the da Vinci Code. Um, and then oh, okay, so there's, there's Angels and Demons, and then The Da Vinci Code, and then another one. There's five. So oh, whoa, we kept on going, huh? Yeah. So there's. Uh, I'm pretty I mean, sure. Why it's, would he not? <laughs> it's Angels and Demons, Da Vinci Code, The Lost Symbol, Inferno, and Origin. I think wow. that's the order that it goes. And then those books it, were so big. They were like, um, like Pokemon go when they first came yeah, out, they were I huge. I know. I remember when I was like, when I was like 15 or 16 when the Da Vinci code came out and, um, I wasn't really reading a bunch, but, uh, my parents and my grandparents were reading. Like everyone a, was a reading it. About. Yeah. And the Da Vinci code, it was just, it was all over the news and it was just like yeah. such a huge thing. Um, I don't know. Was it really that controversial? I, like I don't know, and like I mean, I, I guess, guess it depends. Because, I guess it just really depends on. Like, I mean, it is like it is saying some things about one of the largest religious institutions and most powerful on this planet. So, like, there is definitely going to be a, a large group of people that like might be a little bit on the defensive if it's like in the in the archives deep below the the you know the. Um, I think what I don't. Uh, I'm not necessarily surprised that people took issue with it. I'm surprised that. Um, I mean, I feel like that kind of, uh, if you wanted to call it dissent, which I wouldn't even call it, but if you wanted no, to call it, it's like if you fun wanted to, mystery, but like it's that Indiana kind of Jones. thing, that kind of thing has been done for decades. Like, it's yeah. Been, so I don't know what exactly about it. Uh, I, I mean, know. I, I know that it, I don't know. It, maybe it was just like a consequence of the time, uh, yeah. you know, 2007, 2006. And, and maybe because there were some like very extremist, like religious rep representations of religion, like the people who like would hurt themselves, you know, like self-flagellation uh, or whatever. Totally. And it's like, yeah. so people could be like, no, we don't like the average person doesn't. They might have thought it was a little slanderous perhaps, but I don't know. I mean, I maybe there were so many people liking it. <laughs> I think it's because it was such a, um, it was such a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Approachable. Book, yes it was right? so, so edible like, yeah exactly so the it, it gained like such appeal because of it, it, each chapter is like a page long <laughs> you can yeah, like, like really tear through that book you could it's, double dip no one minded yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean uh I, personally if we're still going on about dan brown i mean like i think angels and demons is a way better book than, <laughs> than da, the da vinci code like if, yeah don't if you're listening right now and you think maybe Dan Brown's not for you, don't knock Dan yeah, Brown until you read, about, man. <laughs> read Angels and Demons because that book rocks. It's yeah. really cool. It's not You'll necessarily like, like the best book I've ever read, but like no. it, you will uh, you will have a very difficult time putting that book down. Yeah, like the yeah. story is like you know not the most inspired, but it's like you will just like come out of this haze like six hours yeah. later, like whoa, Seriously. and I ate that up. No, that book was glued to my hand. Yeah, Seriously, it was so cool. I kind of want to read it. Maybe it'll be a good um audio book, actually. Oh yeah, but maybe we should do it for the Patreon. I'm not like, gonna watch the movie. Like, crappy. Movie. No, don't watch the movie. Because <laughs> like, there's weird. no way to add like a dun 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 to the end of every sentence like Dan Brown does. No. <laughs> No, he's worth like three hundred million dollars. I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> good for you, Dan. Danny boy. Yeah, good for you, Dan. Definitely right. listening right now. Thanks, Dan. Thanks. We Dan. appreciate your patronage. All right, that's gonna do it for us today, everybody. Uh, I'm gonna go play Tears of the Kingdom because Chad was really cool and we put this off all night because I was playing <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> it's so okay, good. Oh I've been trying God. to solve a Ru Rubik's cube. I've just decided that I'm gonna solve one. In my life but i'm not going to look up any instructions on how to do it and i started oh, really? the day before yesterday and i'm getting closer 
I got pretty good at it. I can do it in like three minutes. Yeah, but did you like look up the like yeah you look algorithm? up the algorithm? Yeah, no, no, yeah. I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm just figuring it out. I know I was kind of like bummed really hard how to do it because I was like, I was like, once oh. I get it done once, I'm never doing it again. What just it's really fun. To, I have it. You can see it. My Rubik's cube is like on my bookshelf. Uh, oh yeah, like yeah. I, I can't see yeah. it up there. Yeah, totally. Um, but like it's really fun just to kind of because you can kind of turn your brain off and just do it. You know, no, you you it, can turn your brain off and just do it. I well, cannot. You, know, <laughs> you can once you right have now. once you have the algorithm figured out. Like you can't. Yeah. Like I, there's no way I could just sit and figure out how to. I do think it I'm going to stumble know. into it. I don't think I'll be able to recreate what I'm doing. Chad, you're not gonna. I'm pretty close. I've gotten like you know, almost full sides filled out, and then like I'll mess it up. But I've learned the patterns to make okay. move. I can get like this over here, and then that over there. I'm starting to figure I, it out. I didn't mean to not have faith in you. I'm sure. No, I mean you. It's probably a fool's errand for sure. But I just kind of decided I was gonna and one and done it and then be good to check that box forever, you know? I believe in you. So I'm off to go, you know, match some blocks. Cool. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna go play Zelda. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Look out for our episode of Book Seven in the Expanse, Persepolis Persepolis Rising will be coming out this weekend, along with our episode for uh Spear Cuts Through Water for all of our lovely Patreon subscribers. That'll be out shortly hopefully in the next few days depending on how much zelda i play before we end and get out of here i just wanted to throw out a quick thank you to dp tokyo uh because you left us a five-star review fan from japan we uh appreciate you man thanks for listening and thanks for the review everybody thank you so much for listening to this episode hope you have an awesome rest of your day and of course happy reading bye everybody